It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Brainosaur presents the Weekday Warriors of And welcome to the Weekday Wars of Wrestling for March 6, 2018. I'm Eric Clancy, joined as always by Patrick Kelly. We're presented to you by TheBrainOfSore.com. Guys, remember to like us, fave us, retweet us, all that fun stuff. Always appreciated. And we're here to talk about the big news this week. Of course, I'm talking, Patrick, about Hillbilly Jim inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm trying to think... um... Who is more deserving of a Hall of Fame spot, Hillbilly Jim or Coco Beware? Those are great, great entries. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Quite frankly, those are those are two Hall of Fame worthy guys. Um, I'll give Hillbilly Jim this. He did do a lot of work. Apparently, he did a lot of work backstage and like production and stuff. So he his role extended beyond what he did on camera. But that still yeah. sounds weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. It, it's like you know, and and uh, Patrick and I have been critical of the WWE Hall of Fame for like ever. Um, and and of course, I'm joking. The big news is not Hillbilly Jim being inducted. But while we're on it, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just something where it's like. Baseball talks about this a lot. It's it's not the Hall of Very Good. It's it's not the Hall of Great. It's the Hall of Fame, and mm-hmm. you know that that that's kind of lost in all these things. And I mean, really, and as we know, the whole all the Hall of Fame is is to bring guys back, older guys that you remember, and then you you, you have a moment for them and you remember them. But I mean, as far as comparing it to a true Hall of Fame, number one, there's no criteria, which is whatever like is it great in kayfabe is it great like artistically what does it actually mean uh, it's great that, in what vince wants and what exactly vince can make money off of and you can look at like you can look at the old um hall of fame entries when they were doing them uh and it's like guys that 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 he liked at the time um mm-hmm. and it continues to essentially be i mean like he'll make exceptions obviously for for people like you know Jeff Jarrett and Bruno San Martino because he wants to make a splash. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I want to, for a hall of fame now compare this to like the baseball hall of fame. uh, I want to show some guys that are in the hall of fame, uh, the WWE hall of fame in 1994, you had Arnold Skoland, Chief J Strongbow, James (laughs) Dudley, 
I mean, right there, those are three guys. Those are Vince's are like, guys. Yeah, those were those were yeah. It was like road agents and stuff, and like you'd consider Chief J Strongbow Hall of Fame, you know, before like George Hackenschmidt or Gorgeous George or Frank Gotch or you know Tom Jenkins or I don't know. Someone a- like was Haystacks Calhoun in at that point? I don't know if Haystacks Calhoun is in today. I'm pretty sure he's gotten in. He has to have. Well, let's find out. Uh, that, that's a pretty big omission if he's not in there. Uh, uh, I got to look. Um, can't find the search bar here. I don't see him. That's weird. Sorry, my um. How do I do the find search on Google Chrome on a desktop? I don't know why this is so difficult for me, but Control F. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh yeah, he's yeah, okay. He's in in 2017. He got nominated last year. Okay, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, um, like it. it it's more. It's more respected now because obviously, like look, like look in the last few years. Oh, they have legacy inductees now. So there's, um, but I mean, like for 2016, uh, like all these people generally deserve to be in here. Mildred Burke does, Frank Gotch does, George Hackenschmidt does, Ed Lewis does, Pat O'Connor does, Luthez does, Art Thomas does, um, Farmer Burns does. June Byers, Haystack Calhoun, Judy Grable. Yeah, these are all like good Rikita's on. I'm pretty sure it's Rikita's on. Brian Alvarez says Ricky Doe's on, but I'm I'm 90% sure that's incorrect. Um, uh, Yeah, these are all good. And like, 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 but if you look at, I want you, I just want to bring up some of the early years guys oh, coming yeah. in. So, so so I said the ones that I said earlier and um like George the Animal Steel, like I wouldn't put him in there. Um uh, I I'd, I'd be lenient towards George. He was a big attraction in the 70s and broke out. Okay, was, but like before certain other guys? Movie. Before the guys you listed, no. But I I don't think yeah, he's one of those guys that would be on the edge for me as far as getting into the hall. I wouldn't He's not one where I go really. Baron Mikel Cicluna. Who? Exactly. I mean, he was like a job, <laughs> essentially. I, I don't mean that to be mean. I'm just like, I literally have never heard that name before. Yeah. Um, Johnny Rods. Mm-hmm. Jobber. Which is fine, but like, then don't define it by kayfabes. You know, it, like, it's so like, like, mm-hmm. uh, um, let's see, who else do we have here? So here's the thing, and this is where it, like, gets in, like, the hall of very good and stuff. Like, you've got, like, Greg Valentine. You've got Sergeant Slaughter. You've got, like, 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 like what is it? Is it is it the hall of very good or is it the hall of fame? You know, like, if I'm looking at this, like, the guys that I would put in, let's see. Yeah, Andre, absolutely. Um, he was the first one to go in. Yeah, yeah. Bobo Brazil, yeah, yeah. Buddy Rogers, yeah. 
Um, Gorilla Monsoon, yes, but not where he went in. Um, Putski, eh, no, I wouldn't. Um, Ernie Ladd, yes. Um, Morales, yes. Mula, yes. Albano, yes. No, As a manager, no. mostly. Yes, and for his impact, like like culturally, um, Pat Patterson as a mind, not as a performer. Um, yeah. Kowalski, yes. Vincent J. McMahon, yes. Stud is a borderline guy. Morocco, no. Valentine, no. Harley Race, yes. Uh, Jesse Ventura, yes. JYD, yes. Slaughter, no. Superstar Billy Graham, oh, yes. You would put Slaughter in. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to judge uh, cultural impact. I mean, he had he crossed over and uh, is very well known. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I'd still put him borderline, but Tito Santana, no. He's a borderline one, yeah. Yeah. Bobby Heenan, yes. Hogan, yes. Piper, yes. Bob Orton Jr., no. Jimmy Hart, mm, borderline. Paul Orndorff, borderline. Nikolai Volkov, no. Iron Sheik, borderline. Bret Hart, yes. Eddie Guerrero, yes. Mean Gene Okerlund, yes. Sensational Sherry, yes. Vern Gagne, yes. Tony Atlas, no. Uh, well, I forgot Tony Atlas went in. Yeah, there's historical context, but maybe, I don't know. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, yes. Mr. Perfect, yes. Jerry Lawler, yes. Nick Bockwinkle, yes. Mr. Fuji, no. The Sheik, yes. Jim, by the way, if you disagree majorly with any of these, jump in. I'm going through these. JR, yes. Ric Flair, yes. Peter Maivia, no. Rocky Johnson, borderline. Well, Peter Maivia, I mean, if we want to talk about impact, I mean, he basically started that whole Samoan dynasty, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he basically, like, you know, the yeah. the amount of stars that were produced just from his beginnings kind of it's got to count for something. Okay, fair. May Young, no. Uh, Eddie Graham. Uh, okay, here's the thing about May Young. No one can tell me what she did in the wrestling business b- before the Attitude Era. She didn't do anything. That's the thing. <laughs> she wasn't the star in her era. Mm. She just was around with, in WWE in the Attitude Era, so people remember him, her. Um, uh, Gordon Soley, yes. Steve uh-huh. Austin, yes. Ricky Steamboat, yes. Cowboy Bill Watts, yes. Howard Finkel, yes. Coco Beware, absolutely not. Um, Ted DiBiase, yes. Antonio, I'd say yes for Ted. Yeah. Antonio Inoki, yes. Wendy Richter, borderline. Um, and even Dog- then, I'd lean more towards, if we're going to put celebrities in there, I'd lean more towards Cindy Lauper over Wendy Richter. Sure. Uh, Mad Dog with Sean, yes. Gorgeous George, yes. Stu Hart, yes. Sean Michaels, yes. Jim Duggan, no. Bullet Bob Armstrong, borderline. Um, Sonny, borderline. Um, <laughs> well, I bet they want that ring back now. Yeah, right. Abdullah the Butcher, borderline, but probably in. Mil Mascaras, y- yes. Edge, but not when he went in. Um, mm-hmm. Ron Simmons, borderline. Yokozuna, borderline. Foley, yes. 
Backlund, yes. Trish Stratus, yes. Bruno, yes. Booker T, borderline. Warrior, uh, yeah, I guess so. I'd say yeah. Even though his run didn't last that long, I'd say yes. Jake Roberts, yes. Lita, yes. Bearer, no. Um, That's a close one. I'd say borderline at least. Because he was Colon- a big part of the Undertaker package. I yeah. Carlos Cologne, yes. Razor Ramon, borderline. Randy Savage, yes. Rikishi, no. Alundra Blaze, yes. Larry Zabisco, no. Tatsumi Fujinami, yes. Kevin Nash, yes. Um, Actually, I'm putting Scott Hall in simply because of the – well, not simply, but the NWO stuff um, puts him over the edge for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Sting, yes. Godfather, no. Big Boss Man, no. Jacqueline, borderline. Stan Hansen, yes. Kurt Angle, yes. Teddy Long, no. DDP, borderline. Beth Phoenix, no. Rick Rude, borderline. Are you generally with me on all of these? Generally. I'd, uh, the last couple, like DDP, I'd lean more towards yes. And granted, there's some bias there because I am a mark for the guy. But uh, the impact and how over he was during the Monday Night Wars period against WWF, I think, counts for something. And Rick Rude, I think, as a general performer, he was one of the better all-around performers that they had during that time period when he was at his peak. And then he went to WCW and did really well as the U.S. champion. So yeah, uh, he had a nice little body of work there. Yeah, and he had a nice little body. That six-pack, uh, that eight-pack. <laughs> Look at that body, McMahon. Yeah. I don't think Vince cared. I don't think Vince was ever an ab guy. No, it's all about the arms. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a chest and arm and and uh, biceps. Yeah, the show that should the try. Yeah, goddamn! Just look at those arms; they're huge. Listen, pal, <laughs> I just texted you and um, I didn't mean to. Okay, that's fine. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, what was I gonna say? All right, so yeah, yeah whatever. Like we I just derailed us. We did. The, the hillbilly gym ruined us. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, let's head to uh, Monday Night Raw. How'd you feel Which, about the show, Patrick? Um, there was some bad, but there was some good on there, too, so it wasn't a complete waste of time. Some segments I thought came off really well. Uh, some of it felt like filler, but that seems to be the norm for the three-hour Raw period. So I, I give it maybe moderate thumbs up perhaps yeah um what did you think of the opening with the um rousey and angle and triple h and etc except for rousey talking i thought it came off mostly well i wouldn't have had rousey get her hands on stephanie so soon i would have saved that for mania just yeah so that's what actually... I, I i thought they were doing that i'm like oh well angle will get to get a little like retribution on Hunter, but they're going to save the, the Rousey mm-hmm. step stuff. But I guess they're, they're structuring a typical WWE style where it goes like face gets upper hand, heel gets upper hand. And then we go into the pay-per-view. Yeah. Which that's something that's where kind of the Jim Cornette old school mindset could really help them out here. Or even a Pat Patterson mindset where it's like, all right, 
the heel gets a cheap shot in, runs away, and never gets her comeuppance until the big show when everybody, when, you know, you have all the eyeballs watching. And maybe doesn't get their comeuppance there, too. Maybe it goes to the next show. I mean, sure, Al sure. Snow, we interviewed him once, and, and I completely completely agree with him on this, but he said, you want you want to make the audience beg for something and plead for it and crawl over broken glass for it. And then once they get that, make them want something else. And that, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, best example, or one of the best examples of that, WrestleMania 14. You wanted Austin to win the belt, but all the while they were building up Austin and Sean, you had Vince McMahon waiting in the wings. And I think it was the week right before WrestleMania, they had Vince cut that promo where he was like, do you want Austin to be the champion? And he just comes out and says, that's not only a no, that's an oh, hell no. So yeah. you get the mania, Austin finally wins the belt, everyone's happy, but now you've got this whole thing with McMahon lying in the wings, for which carries them for the whole next year at least. Yeah, and you know, if they hadn't, if they hadn't fucked it up, Starcade 97 is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, of course, what happened during that match um, you know, <laughs> negated everything, so there you go. Um, uh, so yeah. That's how not to do it, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, you're right. Yeah. Um, and Ronda Rousey is still incredibly awkward on the microphone when she's not, like, enraged. And it's like a Bruce Banner Hulk thing. Just keep her Hulk, because the, the smiling and awkward graciousness isn't really working. No, I agree. It's like she works best, no words, just intense stares. And that mm. seems to work fine. All right, so we had Asuka and Nia Jax uh, the night after they okay. did the match previously, which, okay, I guess they have three hours to fill, so so there's that. <laughs> Why should I buy the network when they just give us three matches for free anyway? I don't know, and I skip like half the pay-per-views. I don't even watch the SmackDown ones generally. You're probably not missing much, <laughs> I'm assuming. I mean, I might watch. I might watch this Sunday now that John Cena is going to be in the main event. But other than that, no, definitely wouldn't watch. You know that match was really missing something. But then they added Big Match John to it. It's like, man, got to check that out now. John Cena's a free agent, and if you're a free agent, you can play for as many teams as you want all the time, forever. That's how free agency works. It's a real thing that people do. <laughs> So what is his role in WWE? Like, as the character John Cena, what is his role in the storyline? Do he just get to float around and do whatever he wants? The explanation that they've given so far is he's a free agent, so he can show up on Raw or SmackDown. Okay. Because he earned it or something. Okay. That's Speaking of John Cena, wonderful. he came out and he said that his road to WrestleMania is on again because he didn't give up. He just quit the show and went to the other show and asked for a match. So there's that. And then Goldust <laughs> comes out, kind of for, for no reason, and cuts a promo yeah. on him. And it seemed like a thing where they said, hey, you know what? Goldust and Cena's never wrestled each other. Let's do this so we can say we did it, and then that'll be that. And it was fine. I mean, Goldust is great, and... John Cena's a good professional wrestler, so <clears throat> it's not going to be bad, but... This is a... one of those matches where it almost feels like 
they feel like they need to justify every single match that appears on the show. And it's like, guys, if you just, like, advertised at the beginning of the show that you're doing Cena versus Goldust, I wouldn't have questioned where the match came from. Yeah, I, yes, I agree. Uh, <clears throat> it, it's weird. It, to, to me, if at the beginning of the show, with, when there's no competition or anything, as far as another wrestling company, and they say, all right, Tonight, we've got John Cena taking on Goldust for the first time ever. We've got the bar and the revival. We've got blah, 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 blah. We Like, they have to, like, Vince is like, it's got to have a story. It's got to have a story. I'm like, well, okay, that's fine. But if every single match has a story, it kind of, quote, unquote, cheapens your stories. So, like, just let the story be. They're two wrestlers trying to get a victory. Like, that generally, that story works well for most pro sports, and I, I feel like that's what you need. And then when you have actual stories to tell beyond that, you can do that, and they seem more special because you don't have weird-ass interpersonal beefs going on every single show, and then it makes those things mean more because they're special and they're more infrequent, and the beat goes on, and you don't have to exhaust every person like Braun Strowman lifting every object in the world, which admittedly is cool, but you're going to run out of shit to do eventually. Yes. Yeah. And that's, uh, well, same thing kind of happened to Austin. It's like, how many things can he drive into the arena? I mean, once you do the giant beer truck, it's pretty much like nothing else is going to measure up to that. Yeah. And with Austin, I mean, for the most part, Austin wasn't there every week because it was a combination of oh, he's injured, and oh, also, we're still taping Raw's back-to-back and stuff. So Right, right. You know, or, or the next day and, and whatever, which works really well to kind of, you know, keep the product fresh. And, I mean, we see it with Brock Lesnar. We see it with The Undertaker. We see it with John Cena. We see it with these other guys. It feels a lot more special when they're not there all the time. And... I feel like a fucking broken record because I've been saying this for however long and they're like, oh, I know, let's just overexpose everybody until nobody gives a shit anymore. And (laughs) that's what happens. And now we have a bunch of part-timers and they're like, these guys are draws. And they're like, no, they just haven't been overexposed to the point that you're sick of seeing every single one of them because you see them all the time. That's the reason. But yes, no, they're draws. That's it. Um, Okay, so uh, we had that. Um, fine match, sure. Uh, we had the bar taking on the revival. Uh, and man, oh man, Patrick, did the revival just seem like just another tag team on the roll Yeah, they were, they literally went from being arguably, if not definitely, the best tag team in the world to being. And just, just two guys filling up space on the Raw roster. And it to me, the Revival were a team, and I, I didn't think they would ever go to Raw because I'm like, eh, you know, they're too small. They don't have great builds, or at least Dawson doesn't. Um, you know, they're, they're just built for NXT, which is fine. And I'm like, maybe just keep them on NXT. And they don't really work on Raw because, Nobody else wrestle. Nobody else puts any thought into their tag matches. I mean, even Cesaro and Sheamus are good and stuff, but they don't put the thought or the the, the prep or the storytelling into matches that the revival does. And yeah, it's just they come off like part of it's the booking, part of it's that they're 
they have not been made to look as strong as they were in NXT. And part of it's just like they just have these like cookie cutter by the number matches that in NXT they were never having. Yeah, it's kind of like you have Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard and you're inserting them into a system that wants to produce a bunch of new age outlaws. Yeah, and sure. they're just going to get lost in the shuffle in that case. Yeah. Uh, so there we go. That was fun. Um, Bailey beat Mandy Rose. Um, is Bailey a heel now? What are they doing there? I don't get that. There's not a lot of definition with that. <laughs> they lose. Um, uh, all right. We had a Symphony of Destruction match. Braun Strowman Which was beating not her. much of a match, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, it's fine. I just, this is one of those, like, Dolph Ziggler, Kofi Kingston things where they're like, oh, just wrestle endlessly. Not, not I'm just not, I'm not talking about this match. I'm just saying Strowman and Elias, they just wrestle all the time now. And they're mm-hmm. like, eventually you're going to have a match, I guess, unless Roman Reigns gets busted for steroids. And then maybe you'll be in the main event. Which, by the way... What the fuck happened with that? I thought we were getting this whole thing where John Abrava was going to release all this. I don't know. I I don't know what happened. Apparently, WWE was taking it seriously. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're still pushing Roman I, again. If this thing was going to come out, I'd probably put the brakes on Roman a little bit and have a plan B. Well, they apparently do. Apparently they have Braun in case Roman can't go for whatever reason. Okay. Um, I don't know how damaging this can be, though, because apparently it's from before 2016, which, if I remember correctly, was when he had his suspension. So they can just say, hey, we we suspended him for it. So I I don't even know how this is going to be like. Damn Maybe it. that's what they're waiting for. They're just waiting for the date so they can kind of play that card. I guess so. Um, Bray Wyatt. How do you feel about Bray Wyatt, Patrick? Because he wrestled Rhino. Uh, they just It's so sad. There was so much And, and are you ready character. for the ultimate deletion at the Hardy compound, which is slightly different from the Wyatt compound? <laughs> I, I hope it's good because that was the stuff that's been missing from the Woken Matt Hardy stuff. It's like, where is the shit at the Hardy compound? Where is Senior Benjamin? Where is Skarsgård the dilapidated boat? Where are all these things that we associated with? Where the fuck is Vanguard 1? Where are all these items that we associated with the Broken Universe and why are they not currently present? So it's like, all right, you're going to the Hardy compound. Time to kind of let the genie out of the bottle there and start giving us the stuff we really want. Well, it's interesting. If the Hardy compound and the Wyatt compound have a lot of dangerous things going on, Patrick, a few things might happen. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt might be taken to a local medical facility, and the authorities might even be called. (laughs) One can hope. Yeah, and I mean, who knows what else could happen there. Um... Such as I mean, it's not as dangerous as Brian Pillman's house, but, you know. Sure. Just trying to think of more Vincisms. Um, well, they're playing mind games with each other. They are playing mind games. They're playing a lot. Of, the, my favorite was um, 
it was before it was before the WrestleMania we went to, and Miz and Wade Barrett were feuding, and Wade Barrett was wrestling in a match, and Miz was on commentary, and he's like, and he's like, I'm playing mind games with Wade Barrett. And I was like, because that's how you do it. You say that you're doing it. <laughs> that was and that's was, was weird. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's one of the weird things about the WWE is that they've gotten so big and they're so associated with the wrestling that a lot of the bad things they do have permeated everywhere else. Because I can't tell you how many times numbers game, mind game, all those other, you know, Vince-isms, calling the belt the title, like all those things. I see it in other wrestling companies. I'm like, guys, these are the things you shouldn't be doing because they don't make sense. Would you say that Goldust was the first time that they used the term mind games? Possibly. I also thought um, I, I thought it was like kind of popularized because of that pay-per-view with the Sean Mankind stuff. Yeah, but I think they, they I mean, they definitely used it in the Goldust and Razor mm-hmm. feud. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any earlier instances, but I think that's it. They may have used it with Doink, but I don't know if they did. I, if they did, I don't remember it. Uh, okay. Um, none of this stuff is interesting. Uh, we had Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns in the main event. Uh, Heyman cut a really good promo, and Reigns cut a good promo too. And then they're like, next week Lesnar's here. So not not a lot in the way of shit happening, but... I mean, both guys, like, yeah, it did, it did. Um, It's just, like, I mean, I've said it time and time again, you you can't undo the things you've done. It's unfortunate that this Roman Reigns was not available in 2014 when they started this push, but (laughs) here we are. This is how things have happened, so. uh, Hooray. Yeah, so. They could fix it, have Heyman turn and join with Roman and have that be the ending image of WrestleMania. That would be awesome. That would be such a good, like, switch. And then Heyman says, you know, I realized that Roman was the, was the guy. When I saw how easily he took down Undertaker, that would be fantastic. I think that would be so mm-hmm. good. And then you, you keep the belt on Roman until next year and you have somebody else built up to take him down. I don't know who that the hell that would be, but maybe Braun, maybe Elias. I don't know. Yeah. the only guys I can think of. All right, what else do we have? What, what else can we talk about, Patrick? This is a boring Raw. I've got nothing else to say. <laughs> well, we've got we've got Fastlane on Sunday. We've got the... Fastlane, yeah! Okay, you know, the funny thing about the pay-per-view schedule, I've been saying for years that if there was one pay-per-view they could afford to drop, it's the one in between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. WWE's like, nope, we're adding another one! We're going all in on the February pay-per-views. Because <laughs> that's what we need. We need more speed bumps on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're getting AJ and Nakamura. They're not going to... There's no way they're fucking with that. I would agree. Um, all right, what do we have on this card? We have... Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev, because when they're when you're trying to get a guy from another company who doesn't speak a lot of English over, and he's having some issues 
gaining some traction with the audience, you should put you should pair him with an ultra popular uh street level cool heel like Rusev. That's a smart idea. Who is like again, that's another one of those things. Why is Rusev even a heel at this point? I don't know, but why do you pair him with Nakamura? Who how is that going to help Nakamura? Everyone's gonna cheer Rusev and your baby like, holy shit, do they not know how to build a baby face? Oh, I, I, I don't, don't know, know why I, I asked that. Of course they don't. I mean, Jesus Christ, you think back in the day when they did that snake pit segment that they didn't even air because uh Jake Roberts famously DDT'd Hulk Hogan and the crowd half the crowd was chanting DDT and is like, Oh, we can't do that because the crowd will be split and it'll be bad. And it's like, okay, maybe that's a bit extreme, but nowadays it's like they don't even care. Yeah, no, they really don't. They're just like, it's they, they just keep throwing the banana peel in front of their faces. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, is going over there because, duh. And then, like, it's like nobody wins. So Nakamura's going to go over this super popular, like, underground heel type guy. And... Rusev is going to, like, lose, so that doesn't help Rusev, who's over like Rover. And it's just like, it's like nobody gains anything from this match. They all lose. No. <laughs> Good job. Uh, we've got you know, Charlotte. You would have make them tag partners. That would have helped. Yeah, yeah. Let me book, Coach. I'm ready. Put me <laughs> yeah. in. Uh, Charlotte and Ruby Riot. Um, oh, that's not going to be good. No, it won't. I do not think Ruby Riot's ready for this kind of spot, but they got what they got, so there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. I hope we are going to get Charlotte and Asuka, and then we can just pivot to Nia Jax and Alexa, because I feel mm-hmm. like that's an interesting story to tell if you're like, oh, Nia deserves this match. Nia deserves this match. And then Asuka's like, oh, I'm actually going on SmackDown. I'm Nobody asked me, so that was weird, but I'm going to challenge Charlotte. And then she's like, oh, and then they're like, well, you said Nia deserves this match. And she's like, ah, oh, you know, that could be an interesting story. But I don't yeah. know if they're going to do that. Also, I would believe Charlotte competing with Asuka much more than I would believe Alexa. Correct. Uh, okay, we- you throw Alexa Asuka at me, I think either Weasel match where Alexa runs the whole time or squash match. Exactly. Yep, I'm yeah. with you. Uso is a new day. Um, there's no reason this but, shouldn't be good because it always is. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's all I be good. Yeah, it, it was the best match at the last few SmackDown pay-per-views I saw. I can't believe yeah. like they're still doing this match, but you know, it, it's a reliable card to play. Yeah. Bobby Roode and Randy Orton, the same oh, type of person wrestling his <laughs> mirror image. <laughs> oh my god is this for like the u.s title or something he looked into the bobby Roode looking looked into the oculus mirror and saw randy orton <laughs> um god uh i don't know who goes over there yeah i don't i don't know i i like i said i don't really watch smackdown so uh and then there's a six-pack challenge match and aj is clearly winning so yeah. there's that. They're Hooray. throwing John Cena in, so you're like, oh, maybe he's going to break that record. But no, it'll be John Cena and The Undertaker. Enjoy that one, everyone. You'll get your finisher fest. I'm sure Cena will kick out of two tombstones. They will try to get Taker to kick out of, like, four AAs, but I don't know if all hips will be able to take it. 
And it like it doesn't matter because Cena's gonna win. It, I mean, even if Cena does win, which I'm assuming he <laughs> would, doesn't help Cena. It's not like, oh, good, he got, he went over the Undertaker. Boy, now he's a star. You know, it's like, ugh. I mean, not that beating the Undertaker means nearly as much anymore, but I mean, still theoretically. Well, both of them are going to be gone after Mania anyway. So what's the point? Yeah. Like yeah. we're again, we talked about it earlier, but what comes next? I mean, apathy. Are they both going to retire? Well. I mean, seemingly Undertaker is never going to retire, so there's that. It'll be fun. Yeah, I can't wait until my grandkids are watching Undertaker. Stroll out. We got, we got him better. back for one more match. They're they're all terrible, but what? Who cares? <laughs> God, right. Taker gets a pass on a lot of shit. It does. All right, we got anything else? Oh, the uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks show is officially going to be in kind of Chicago. It'll be in Hoffman States, Illinois, um, at the okay. Sears Center Arena. Um, I will most likely be heading there, hopefully. Um, over Labor I'd love Day to weekend. Go. When is it? Labor Day weekend. It's September 1st, so it's the Saturday okay. in between you know, on Labor Day weekend, so. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think with the guys that they're going to have on there, it, it should be, I think it's going to be cool. And, and and a truly independent wrestling show. Yeah, that's uh, that's really awesome. And again, it's those things we keep talking about with Cody and the Bucks, they are just some of the best businessmen in the business right now, and I applaud them for it. Well, it's really showing that, like, kind of do-it-yourself attitude in wrestling, and it's that like almost startup mentality in pro wrestling, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope it does really well. We're in like you know like the disrupt economy and everything. So so why wouldn't a bunch of popular wrestlers run their own show? You know, it, it, it makes perfect sense. So and yeah, he no, uh, to run the shows. He's the only one that knows what he's doing. He's the only guy. Um, yeah. So all right, uh, I think we're good, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. We definitely appreciate it, as always. But I'm Mr. Eric Clancy. Mr. Patrick Kelly is here, and we are... Signing off. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.